Um, I'm excited um, too. Well, that's not at all related about the news. So maybe we should talk about current uh, events and stuff. Oh, well, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I'm excited to drink tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. Yeah, I'm drinking right now. I don't cheers. know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Cheers to Maddie's thumbs up. Oh wait, you're gonna be you're gonna have a party tomorrow? Saturday. Oh. You should come to the party on Saturday. I was gonna go to town. Oh. Yeah, so it's this weird thing where I forgot that I had a vacation. So right. I've been on vacation. Yeah, this is your vacation week, that's right. Yeah. Um so I don't we might we might go out of town. No bummer. Uh yeah, it does suck. I would love to, we'll just do another party. Yeah. Yeah. Always time for parties. There's, and, and the winter is really good for parties in Portland. More bodies in a room, the warmer <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah, people want to crowd together. Like yeah. that Kafka story about the mice and the, the scene. Oh, you don't read books. Well, I do love Kafka, but I don't know that one. Yeah. Um, it's like Josephine the Singer or something like that. Oh, huh. It's about like a colony of mice, and there's like this really talented singing mouse. Oh. And it's like this like cult passion for the singer, and they like crowd together and it's like this very dystopian feel about how like everyone's all like isolated, but they come together and like share their body. Heat. And it's Kafka. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. damn! I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna read that. Uh, yeah, I think I have for a, sure. It's a short story, and I think I have a copy. I have like a collective works of Kafka, but I guess he wrote more than that. So color me something. Yeah, I'm sure that yeah. the collection of stories I have isn't complete either. Mm. Yeah, one of my favorite books is the um, the castle. Mm. And it, uh, it and it's about like this guy who gets to this castle that he's summoned to because he he get, he gets a job there he gets there and then um uh they're like <coughs> sorry buddy uh we hired somebody else we we don't need you anymore and he's like look whoa hold on I left my family like I traveled like it took me a long time to get here um really long time like a year um. And uh, I want to talk to the person in charge. And they're like, okay, well, you've got to talk to that person first. Like, okay, how do I talk to that person? Well, you got to fill out this form. How do I, well, where do I get this form? It's like, you got to do that place. And, and so this whole book is about this character who's just named Kay um, trying to talk to the person who fired him, who, who like didn't hire him, who said that he had to go there to work and then he didn't have any work. Uh, and all of the bureaucracy has to go through, and then mid-sentence, Kafka dies. Um, which, like, you know, we we lost somebody like an important cultural uh, person uh, in in not having other notes for the book, uh, and and not having a complete book. But then also, it's kind of cool that it just ends like that. Like, there's no punctuation. There's not even a period. It just ends. Yeah. Um that's badass. Uh because he died. He just died. He died in the book. Yeah. I It's amazing. Kafka's original gangster. Um hardcore un unimpeachable. Um welcome to Left on the List. Uh my name is Christian. Uh I'm here with my chief sound engineer, uh Peter Sanchez and um also, uh, my co-host is not here today. Uh, I hope he listens to this. I hope that when he hears it, he's ashamed. Um, and but but not so ashamed that he isn't excited about coming back. 
Um, I actually edited this whole thing out. It sounds petty. Um, or don't. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're here for a reason. We're here because we want um, we want the people to know um, how uh, how shit's going. You know, how's it going with the world right now? Uh, not good. Um, and we should be we should be nervous about that. We should be kind of annoyed. We should be angry. We should be furious um, because they're poisoning us. Um, and, you know, <laughs> we we have a lot of things to be thankful for. Beer is great. We've got aluminum cans that keeps our beer fresh. Um, we have homes. That's cool. Um, Super nice when it's 40 degrees out. Yeah, and windy. You know, with wind chill, it's way less than 40. It feels way yeah. colder out there. Feels like twenty. <sighs> Negative twenty. Yeah. Um, it's like a Klingon prison planet. Um, that's how cold it is. It, you know. So it it I get I get um, nervous also that um, that there are people that are like I know the world's bad, but like how bad is it? Like how bad could it be? And also what can I do about it? Like who cares? At a certain point, like all I can do is just keep on living until I die because that, I mean, that, that's my only option. Um, well, uh, a million people marched in, um, shit, I gotta, I gotta look this up actually. Ah, yeah. Okay. That, that's, that's correct. So Lib- Libya is still crazy fucked up, uh, because, uh, removing Gaddafi. Well, oh, I'm sorry. A million people marching. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, so that's that's Libya. I got Libya and Lebanon mixed up because I'm a piece of shit white uh, colonizer. Um, uh, but uh, but no, it was it's Lebanon where the yeah there were millions of people that marched um, uh, a bunch of times, uh, and uh, it wasn't like a one and done. I mean that, that was some something that the more hardcore leftists. Uh, I'm I'm kind of hardcore. Uh, but, but like I follow some people that are way more hardcore, way cooler than I am. Uh, and, and they, on the Twitter, which you should check out, I pointed at the microphone to <laughs> reference the, the listener. Um, but, uh, uh, the, 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 the prime minister or the guy, the person in charge, they were like, uh, well, we're going to reshuffle our cabinet. What do you think about that? And they they marched again. Um, but in the U.S., we have like a climate march. Everyone goes out on a weekend, uh, and that's that. And you'll have like little things here and there, but nobody's like we're 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 not marshalling uh, any uh, any any march any movement that actually makes people nervous. Um, but uh, but in in Lebanon, they they made people nervous enough that uh, this evening, well, our time, but in Lebanese time, who knows? Uh, nobody actually knows the time difference between Portland and Lebanon. It's an unknown factor. It's one of the strange mysteries of the world. Right. It's nobody knows. Yeah. It's unsolvable. JFK, time in Lebanon, the Giza pyramids. Right. Yeah. Unsolvable. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, uh, uh, he resigned. They won. Um, and, and also, uh, what's even better is they are not done too, uh, because, uh, yeah, he's resigning, but the question is then who's going to replace him 
and they're already going out there uh, every day, and um, and they're not going to stop until they have a reason to believe, a reasonable presumption that the government that comes in will work for them. Um, and we'll we'll do the the things not just that they demand but but that they can trust will will do right. Um, well, coming back to the the nervous um, <clears throat> occupant of the earth, does it make you yeah. nervous that a country and a people like the Lebanese can march and elicit change, but it might not be the same story in a place like America where our police forces are so so ingrained in their culture of quote service unquote that they would inevitably try and keep the peace and in keeping the peace kind of kind of nerf the efficacy of a protest i i know what you're saying i know what you mean um yeah, that's that's a fair concern. That's that's part of what uh, strategizing uh, entails, like keeping that sort of element in mind. Um, but what really matters is just getting more people out there. And yeah, there are police, and um, at a certain point, rioting is going to be a problem. Uh, you know, they'll call it rioting if you're just too many people that are mad about the wrong thing in the wrong place. Um, and they'll they'll beat you up. Uh, the cops definitely beat pe- people up. Uh, there it was uh, Oakland where uh, cops beat up a PTA meeting. Um, a PTA meeting, dude. Um, there are teachers and the parents uh, kind of protesting against the school administration. Yeah. Um, and uh, there there's this harrowing video of the police coming to break that shit up and uh and you can hear people shouting that's our librarian like you're beating our librarian you know like oakland cops what the hell but it's not just oakland cops it's all the cops from pole to pole all cops are bastards um but damn american cops definitely beat the shit out of people um and 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 so yeah that's something to be concerned about um there isn't a day that goes by where there, there isn't some uh kind of travesty where in the 80s it would be uh, making all the news uh if if russian cops were doing this you know soviet cops would be like oh proof of uh soviet oppression of uh the poor oppressed uh russian people um but uh u.s cops are really brutalizing people uh and being protected by their unions um but uh, the yeah, the size of the country is a factor, but more because we're more spread out. So, uh, and we're we're not. Uh, there's also a homogenized media. Um, thanks to Bill Clinton in the '90s, uh, appointing uh, Colin Powell's son to run the FCC, and under Colin Powell's son uh, running the FCC, and under the Clinton administration. There's huge amounts of deregulation and consolidation in media. And also, uh, these media companies that were consolidating, they felt like, oh, the Cold War is over, so we don't need international news anymore. Nobody cares anymore. Uh, So they they fired all their international desks. So print media 
reading went down way down. Um, but also uh, news television uh, quality went way down too because of that consolidation. There's less less comp- competition anymore. I hate to segue into Bernie again. I don't want this to be a Bernie uh, podcast. Uh, but boo, boo. <laughs> but also uh, only Bernie has a media plan uh, which includes uh, any anytime a media company is going bankrupt it uh, provides state support for the workers to buy the media company and, and it also uh, provides protection for um, people in that media company that want to unionize huh. so, so <laughs> you can have worker owned media companies right now you have uh like uh, I think it was Deadspin is uh, thinking about selling it off or eh, it wasn't Deadspin uh, Splinter that's it Splinter, Splinter. Uh, this is this news group uh, that's been around for a long time and they're going bankrupt uh, and uh, you know this is an opportunity that they don't have because they didn't they didn't close down after until after the Bernie administration which is going to be amazing Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, I was just um, kind of going to relay what you said about Bernie's media plan, which is like the concept there is, if I'm understanding it right, a company, a media company, fails to deliver the kind of news. I guess is the most um, straightforward way it is because you know the media companies are like some kind of business, right? They're like trying to give the people something that they want, or else they won't buy into it, watch it, support the advertisements that go into those media companies, et cetera, et cetera. So if that business model for what it is fails, then it's not serving the people. So then it's kind of up for grabs for the people to repurpose as their own. That's a, that's a great way to put it. And that's, that's, uh, with one caveat, Yeah, you have to have the money to buy the bankrupt company. Right. But, uh, but with Bernie's plan, there is some state support for that. Um, but also, um, the way it is right now, um, is they can take this company that's not doing well and then sell it to the highest bidder, um, which is often a, what we call vulture capital. This is what, uh, broke Sears and Toys R Us, which could continue to exist. Um, Toys R Us was actually profitable, um, but uh, what they do, these companies buy them and then they don't turn a profit for a certain amount of time. So then they can have legal recourse and excuse to say, look, uh, this isn't making money. So we're going to sell every part of it off, uh, every little teeny tiny part. Um, this does segue to what I wanted to talk about uh, more about, which was PGE and the Kincaid fire. Because Governor Newsom, God, I forgot his first name. Could you look up his first name for me? Sure. Uh, Governor Newsom, it's just relevant because his first name is very punchable. Um, I'm not advocating violence against people with his first name, but it's a kind of name where you're like, are you a cartoon? Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Are you a cartoon? You know, like, that's a cartoon name of an asshole rich California governor, um, when PG&E shut down the power to two million people in California, uh, 
Gavin Newsom was was uh, you know performatively uh, angry, and he said everybody should have to get you know everybody that was affected will get a hundred dollars from from PG&E. That's that's my pledge. And everyone's like, "Fuck you! Who cares a shit? Like that's not that's not what we care about right now. Like that's not what matters." Um, that doesn't change the fact that the PG&E, which is run by the profit motive. It's an investor-owned utility uh, that has to show quarterly profits, uh, or else they they could be they could be charged under the law. They're legally required to make a profit and do everything that they can to make a profit. And if it can be shown that you're not making profit, or if you're doing something that will not bring in profit, then you'd be criminally liable. That is when. CEOs go to jail. That is when CEOs uh, actually get legal trouble. If you Google CEO goes to jail, every result is actually crazy sociopathic uh, CEOs doing weird shit. Um, and then there's also, but but almost all of the results are actually uh, defrauding the company. Um, didn't make enough money for the company. Um, or, you know, stealing money from the company. But how often do you see results uh, where they cause such a problem with uh, to the world that they live in, to the community that they serve, that the community did anything about it? Can we do a, uh, a test, a, an experiment mm. on news stories about CEOs going to jail? Yeah, I, I, I just did one page, like maybe if you scroll down like a few pages, but... Well, I mean like in an article, you know, like actually pick something. Oh, oh, an article. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was just like scrolling through results, like where is there some, like a story about somebody who went to jail mm-hmm. for, you know, causing problems for the society that they serve. Uh, and it just, it never happens. Um, and... And that, that's that's what uh, we should all be nervous about um, because there are no repercussions. It's a limited liabil- liability um, company. Uh, if you're a company of a certain size, uh, then you're not liable for anything and neither are your shareholders. Nobody's liable for anything. The company might be liable. Um, so, you know, PG&E killed people. Uh, they killed people in the 90s and they got in trouble for it and they got sued uh, and it, during the campfire 89 people died uh, and that was caused by a, uh, a PG&E uh, power line the Kincaid, Kincaid fire um, a few people have already died uh, th- there was the power shut off they did uh, and that one guy died yeah when did the Kincaid fire start uh, a few days ago yeah because yeah. that's the thing like people were pissed off at the time because they were like there might be high winds so they shut off power and there were no high winds a person died I mean at least one too I mean you you, you there, there's got to be somebody else who's that could be attributed to it but then that it doesn't count you know like uh, a ambulance that goes the wrong way because there's no street lights that doesn't get there in time um, or a cell phone tower uh, doesn't have any power, so somebody doesn't call 911 in time or isn't able to call 911 in time. Um, you know, but at least one person for sure was murdered by PG&E uh, when they just shut off the power 
because they were worried about high winds because they had, instead of paying for their maintenance uh, and tree trimming and, and moving brush in, or investing in the, the energy grid itself, uh, they instead had great bonuses for executives. And they, you, they lobbied the government. Uh, they, so they, they, they spend money and they make money from subscribers um, two million people in California right now without power, uh, and like hundreds of thousands of homes being threatened. Now. Uh, two hundred thousand people have been evacuated. Yeah. Uh, there are, um, hundred and eighteen square miles. Uh, and actually, this uh, hundred and eighteen square miles, uh, might just be the Kincaid fire. That's the one fire that we know was caused by a failed PG&E power line. Um, offshore winds uh, up to 100 miles an hour. Uh, they call it a dry hurricane. Sustained winds, too. That's a big deal. Um, it's kind of like a a once-in-a-generation uh, windstorm over there in California right now, which is caused by global warming, uh, another capitalist-caused uh, issue. But um, the... Some of the stats are kind of impressive. Um, I, I got I did some research here. I will note that Christian's notebook looks like some advanced like trigonomical equations from a distance. <laughs> like there's a lot of writing, but also some like shapes, and I'm pretty sure some light calculus. Uh, yeah. I mean that's that's, that's true. There's also like a small detailed representation of the Mona Lisa in the right hand corner it's perfectly done yeah Thanks. it's to scale <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna like post a picture of my notes now just so to yeah. be, everyone's clear and like superimpose all the things that aren't there <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, but uh, yeah so 30% of the power infrastructure in the PG&E administers was was built between the years 1900 and 1920. Um, 40% of their system, they don't even know how old it is. Hmm. Some of it could be older than that. Uh, all of this stuff uh, is supposed to, it has a mean life expectancy of 65 years. Um, the average age is 68 years. And at least 90% of it is 70 years old. I don't know how these stats stack together. I got them from different places. Um, but, you know, the point is, the shit is fucked. Um, and there's this concept that was in a recent article from a major newspaper. So I, I guess I don't have to cite my resources. Uh, you could just Google the phrase technical debt. Technical debt. Technical debt. And it's this idea that um, you say you have a utility. could be a power utility. could be a water utility. And you, uh, you know that you need to repair this stuff and, and, and upgrade it and replace it, but you don't. You know, so it's, it's going to be more expensive. It's going to be more urgent in the future. Uh, and so it would be better to, like, do a line at a time, a pipe at a time. Like we'll do the pipes here, we'll do the pipes there. You know, we'll do the the power towers over there. We'll do the power lines over there. Right. 
um, you know, in a, in a schedule, probably. Um, but then if you want to show a profit, you could just not do it. Uh, and, but it's, you, you, you're moving that cost into the future. You're externalizing that cost into the future. Okay. Uh, and you, you have a, a debt that you have to pay eventually. You ha eventually you have to pay it. In terms of like infrastructure degradation? In infrastructure in investment. Um, because of infrastructure degradation. The debt itself is is the it's the money it's, the, the, it's the stored it's of, it's potential money that um you, that you should have spent on repair right that you you should have spent on repair but instead of spending it on repair you're taking it as profit mm -hmm. uh and this is being used to like make cash advance yeah well it, it, in a lot of ways yeah um and 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 then you use this money to show that you're profitable and then because you're profitable, uh, maybe people deserve bonuses. Uh, the new uh, president of PG&E, uh, Bill Johnson, uh, received rates and was paid $6.5 million a year. Uh, oh, and he left, okay, the TVA. All right, so the, the current recent uh, CEO of uh, PG&E was the CEO of TVNA or TVA, the Tennessee Valley Authority. Um, he uh, he left because um, of controversy. Uh, he he bought the TVNA and uh, quote unjustified helicopter fleet. Uh, fleet. Yeah, fleet of helicopters. Why is that necessary? Um, well, you know, I I could understand using a fleet of helicopters to put out fires. Uh, but uh, they actually use them for personal reasons too. Right, one person on the fleet. Yeah, a fleet. Um, and uh, also financial bonuses for executives, um, including sixteen million dollar bonus for himself. Now he's the president of uh, of PG and E. Uh, yeah, you better be believe he's making a lot of money. The previous president of PG and E was making a lot of money. He. Uh, went from four or she to ten million dollars in total compensation um she went from four to ten four million to ten million dollars yeah 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 and this is this is knowing that this is a company that is uh bankrupt uh it is uh indebted to the people of california for numerous violations um in the 90s they poisoned some people uh by accident you know it's always an accident sorry didn't mean to didn't know i was gonna poison you guys sorry um you know and and, and they had technical debt they had tech they had severe technical debt they knew that they had these things that are going to get worse and worse and worse and also uh california is getting way drier because of global warming right. um and, and the water supply is finite water at supplies least the, at least where it's coming from now right right uh but which is colorado but one, one of their duties is to um clear brush to trim trees to make sure that there is less burnable material around those power uh lines those power towers you'll notice when you like go drive by and you see those like big power line towers mm -hmm. like uh the area underneath um 
at least the ones that I've seen in the Portland metro area, uh, all it is is like short grass. Yeah, fairly barren. Yeah. yeah. And the trees, too, you look up, there's like a huge like air gap. Like a ramp, right, right, right. They're far away, right, yeah. because what happens when they get to be 100 years old, as they have gotten to be in California, uh, they spark. This is a fire shit. Um, frequency of wildfires in Western U.S. is up 400% since 1970. Uh, and since that time, fires on average burn six times the land area and five times longer with higher temperatures, make it harder for vegetation to grow back. Worldwide, fire uh, wildfire intensity and frequency is worse now than in the past 10,000 years. Global warming is real. I mean, I'm sure nobody is listening being like, I'm on the fence. But That, that last stat, yeah. you said fire intensity is yeah. more severe than the last 10,000 years? 10,000 years. I'm curious how they got that. that you know, I'm sure they can get uh, some shit from, like, yeah. uh, I mean, core it, data and, uh, yeah. like, ice samples and uh, the amount of carbon in the air. and Yeah, they, they scientists know smart shit. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm just, like, curious about all that data. Oh, it's cool Maybe shit. Maybe, like sedimentary layers you can measure carbon mm, or, you know mm. the kinds of things that that enter the atmosphere remind me about it soil. and i will put more science about that in the show notes i am curious about that myself that's yeah, very interesting just, yeah um in uh california uh, california fire season is two months longer than it was in the 70s uh since 2012 there has been no months without a wildfire uh, rising temperatures shorter winters longer droughts uh, shorter winters uh, mean there's more pests that kill trees. Uh, there's this thing called the pine bark uh, beetle. It's really fucking up forests in California. So these trees just like hang out dead and then it gets really dry. They're already dead and then it's drier than usual. So uh, this, uh, we, we've got so many fires right now in California uh, and, and the pictures are dramatic. Uh, the the campfire pictures are dramatic, um, and um, th- this is just the most glaring, shining, amazing example of ultimate failure of capitalism. We they global warming is because of capitalism, and then here we got this company that is uh, investor owned utility, uh, limited liability company LLC. I forget if it's company or corporation. It doesn't matter. Uh, but the the solution is to make it publicly owned and nationalize the nationalize the power grid. Okay. Uh, great, it's an LL company. Okay, um, but uh, we're we're not going to do that because that's not capitalist. Governor Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom. God, fuck that guy. He today, he uh, he's begging Warren Buffett to buy the company. Warren Buffett has a mutual fund, uh, a hedge fund, um, and you know that's that's not going to fix things because they exist to make more money for their shareholders. So if they buy this company that has all these debts. Uh, and all these liabilities, all these lawsuits, and likely even more lawsuits, what are they going to do? They're going to sell the scrap metal. They're going to they're going to fire everyone they can, 
and do to PG&E what they did to Sears and Toys R Us. Right, trim the fat. Trim, well, yeah, trim the fat, but then also sell off the muscle, yeah. sell off the bones, sell off the skull. You know, like you don't need any parts. Leave nothing standing. Uh, and if, if society needs something more, they can figure that out for themselves because they can externalize those costs. They don't need to do it. They don't have to. Um, I'd be interested in having, maybe this is a topic for another episode, maybe expand on, uh, or subscribe to content, mm. uh, expand on why... Like with specific examples, why capitalism or the profit motive is the the cause of global warming. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we talked about uh, we did talk about chili. Did talk about Lebanon. You know, I always want to tie it back. I don't know if this is the thesis statement for the the podcast, um, but uh, I see my view of the world that's around us. Everything is falling apart because of capitalism. And, and, and it's not just capitalism, but the two capitalist parties, the Republicans and the Democrats, uh, and the, the two, like, the, and their overriding philosophies, conservatism or liberalism. And liberalism is... Uh, a, a defense of capitalism, but against the darker side of capitalism, like against fascism, uh, as much as it can, but still always in service of capitalism. And that's that's um, that's why I see Elizabeth Warren as uh, not an ally. Um, getting in Twitter fights all the time about uh, Warren. Please. Be my friend on Twitter. Uh, I thought you were going to say, please fight me. <laughs> please fight me on Twitter. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she, she says she's capitalist down to her bones. Um, she, until the 90s, was, 95, was a Republican. Um, she is not willing to uh, tell the story of how she went from being a Republican to a Democrat because it's not going to be a flattering story. She doesn't want to talk about that story uh, because even though Americans love a mea culpa, they love a aha moment, a came to light, you know, saw Jesus kind of story, she can't tell that story because th- the truth is, and what, what she has said in the past when she was less in the limelight, uh, was that she is no longer a Republican because she thought that Democrats were better for markets. So not, nothing about humanity, nothing about workers, nothing about consumer protection. She's spoken up about her record as a champion for consumer protection, but if you look at her actual record, like she was defending Dow Chemical uh, against women who had breast implants that failed or um, people suffering from asbestos exposure. There's like six different, um, like really big, I, I wasn't really prepared to talk about Warren, but now I want to. Uh, and I'll talk about her some more in the future because I think that she's the... Yeah, we could definitely expand on this in another episode because I feel yeah. like... There's clearly like a bunch of stuff you could say about her. Yeah, I, I could go on and on. Actually, I've been like I've all day today. I've been fighting with people about Warren, and uh, 
because I, like why do I care what's what's my investment why would I fight with somebody uh, who says that they support Medicare for all you know it's like well the answer is because I don't believe her um, and also she's just bad at politics too the whole thing with like saying that you were a Native American uh, and she said well I never benefited from that and then it's like well actually clearly you did uh, in fact the Harvard review touted you as being the reason why they are inclusive of uh, other races uh not like 164th or whatever it was. uh yeah she ended up being like 112th you know yeah. uh and i mean the the blood quantum thing uh is, isn't really a factor it's like she she definitely didn't have any amount that like would lead anybody to believe that they actually were that you you can make an argument you could say like and it is really common i know tons of people who are like you know we've got a family member who you know so i am like this but you know just so you know you know that's why i like feathers like you know okay whatever uh that's a really common white thing um and it's especially common in certain parts of the country especially oklahoma that was so that was like a joke that i heard after um, she took that blood test. It was like the whitest thing you could do <laughs> is to get a blood test to prove that you're the left. One sixty fourth, you know, less actually. Yeah, and and it's it's just not even a conclusive amount. Um, and uh, it, it, that that was really frustrating to uh, Native American communities um, because, uh, like, well, I I I don't want to speak on that. Um, I, I really want them to speak on that. It's very interesting uh, if you look into why they're mad at her for that. Because at the time, you know, I was kind of like, I want to like Warren. I want to think of her as an ally. Uh, and I, I kind of defended her. And uh, I follow a lot of uh, Native uh, advocates, and they're like, shut the fuck up. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, no, you know, this this is this is bad. Uh, even just doing the blood test was bad. She should have consulted with um, any native groups, whatever, whatsoever, to, like how to address this. Um, what would be the artful way to address this? And it, it wasn't the artful way. Uh, it was the way to um, it just leverages them. Well, it, it also it's them as like a tool. It's, it does that, but it also fails in just like textbook. Like, how do you fight a bully? Like, oh, the bully is like, I bet, you know, hey, I'll pay you a thousand dollars. I'll pay you ten thousand dollars if you take a blood test and it shows that you're Native American. So she's like, fine, I will, you know, and then he doesn't pay. And it's also like, now you just look stupid. Like, you let him own you. Uh, and that was dumb. It was bad politics. Um, but then also, she, she benefited from it. She published a cookbook. Uh, or, or no, she has a recipe, a plagiarized recipe uh, called Pow Wow Chow, um, where she and her husband claim to be Cherokee. Um, and, you know, it's like, yeah, there are a lot of families uh, in certain parts of America where that have like family lore where that implies that maybe they're uh, Native American. Um, or even like kiss me i'm irish <laughs> yeah you there's know? there's that amount yeah americans and uh like quote heritage uh they have a there's an interesting relationship there but 
but then like the, the story kind of falls apart. Like she has an interview where she's like, I have pictures that prove it. Uh, that but she was born <laughs> like that have that prove like some native American ancestry. And during that interview, she's like, but they're not for you. And it's like, okay, that's fair at that time, you know, but now it's like, what were those pictures you were talking about? Oh, it was a lie. You know, you were lying. You know, it was like Romney's binders full of women. Uh, I've got binders full of women that I'm considering for my cabinet. It's like, no, you, you didn't have binders full of women. Yeah. Also uh, a weird phrase. Also a weird phrase. I have binders full of women. Right. That I sounds mean, like something Joe Biden would say. Right. <laughs> uh, womp womp. Womp womp. Joe Biden. I'm not even going to talk about him ever because he sucks okay. and he's going to fall apart. Yeah, we can we can skip all He's all basically that. dead. He, I'm sorry. Um, but Warren though is actually a threat because she is she's playing a Price is Right game with Bernie Sanders, where anything he says he she bets a dollar less. She she comes out with a plan that it, every plan that she comes out with is just a little bit more means tested, a little bit less universal, just a little bit less than Bernie Sanders. Uh, and people are like, well, I think that she can be trusted and it's like well no she can't uh she lies okay uh well i think that she genuinely cares for the working people it's like i don't believe that she she worked on behalf of big power against poor people she got 675 dollars an hour for that work it, the the one case that i remembered as i mentioned before uh, helping dow chemical uh have to pay less to people, women who had uh, um, breast implants that failed. There were several other um, dramatic cases, uh, and and then people are like, "Well, I, you know, I used to be a Republican, but I'm not anymore. Like, I'm not bad." And it's like, "Well, yeah, but you you can easily tell the story." I I was a liberal. Uh, I I thought that capitalism was good, and I can tell the story like how I learned that I was wrong. Um, it's, it's didn't make any money. <laughs> well, yeah, that's <laughs> certainly part of it, but uh, um, you know, also it's like if if it affects a few people, then it's it's personal. But if it affects more than three percent of the people, then it's systemic, and uh, the amount of people not making any money is way more than three percent. You know, uh, so yeah. I, I can tell that story, and anybody that has been a Republican t- can talk about, like, well, you know, I used to think this way, and now I don't. She's not willing to tell that story, and and there's a reason. Um, and she has been saying that she has, she also has a health care plan. Um, she hasn't been willing to really talk about how it's different from by, uh, Bernie Sanders's uh, or Buttigieg's. You know, it's like. Yeah. You're gonna have a choice, but like you're this this public option, but it's still gonna be good, and um and maybe better. And also, uh, wonder if she's asked how she's gonna pay for it. Very dismissive, very evasive. She's really bad at being evasive too. Like next time we'll talk about her more. I'll, I'll bring I'll bring some of those um, interviews where it's like she was asked a question and she answered a different question. And then the interviewer asked the same question again, and then she answered that different question again. Yeah, it's like, which is like a classic political move. It's it's classic, but it's also infuriating. I do yeah. not think well, that it's, it's always infuriating, right? It's always infuriating, um, but it's also it's it's poorly done. 
It's like if you do you it can tell that you're deflecting. If you do it in a certain way where at the end you're like you're not sure. <laughs> right. The, the whole <laughs> goal of yeah. like a good slippery rhetorician is to like make you more confused. Then. Right, right. Because if, you've asked a question and you've learned less. If you're gonna lie to me, I want you to do the respect that the I think challenge. is required to 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 lie to me well. Challenge your intellect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To make leave me wondering was I lied to? I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, like I really want to know the answer. To that make question. me work for it, you know. Yeah. But uh, the way she did it is, it was like clearly answering a different question. I th- oh, the question was, you know, you have said that you're a Native American. Um, will you, as senator for Massachusetts, um, fight for na- Native American uh, issues? Um, and she's like, I'm going to fight for all Americans. And then she's like, well, but specifically there are Native American issues that affect like Native Americans specifically, you know, will you fight for their issues? And then she's like, I am going to fight for all Americans. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, you, you are, you're having to fight this constant like thing about like, did you lie about being Native American? Did you benefit from, uh, you know, potentially being confused about uh, being Native American? Like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, and then, and then, but then you're not willing to say like, yeah, no, I will. I will fight for them. It's almost like she's trying to like distance herself from the fact that she was lying before. She doesn't want to be like, I'm the Native American candidate. You know, uh, I'm the one that fights for Native Americans. So I'm, I'm going to distance myself from my first lie by not being there for Native Americans. And then there was the uh, huge uh, pipeline protest. The Keystone? Yeah. Yeah. Or no DAPL. Yeah, Keystone Pipeline. Um, And uh, it was sort of like all hands on deck. Like every First Nation sent representatives. It was uh, the largest um, gathering of uh, First Nations uh, elders and and leaders um, in like 100 years. And uh, it, it was like a whole, all hands on deck thing. Um, Jill Stein was there. Uh, actually, got arrested. Uh, Bernie Sanders was there uh, for just a bit, um, but uh, Elizabeth Warren couldn't be bothered. Um, she's trash. I really don't like her. I, I don't. I don't know if anybody noticed. Um, well, what we really need to do is stand behind somebody who can really put their true self out there, you know, and just you know, express themselves and, you know, maybe sing and dance. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Yeah. We should, we should take a listen to this. Just clip. lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the squatting's really good. He, like, physically gets into it a little this bit. This is the best part. I mean, the... Oh, there's this great part, like, in, during the musical interlude, he kind of, like, throws his hands up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... It's just good karaoke, for sure. Uh, it's just... It's like good, bad karaoke. <laughs> he's really dancing. He's really getting into it. And, and also, it's hard when you're doing karaoke after... Uh, off of paper, instead of... Uh, like a computer right. yeah you, you gotta know? read along you can't so he's really working for it and uh and he knows most of the lyrics off the top of his head he, he's doing good work too it's it's for autism you know yeah, so props to that 
but this is just a bad campaign idea. It's also weird that he's like campaigning clearly at this autism fundraiser. Uh, it's, you know, it's good. Anyway. It's good, but it's also funny. It's like, of all the songs, Don't You Forget About Me as yeah. a lyric, it's like, well, sorry, uh, Yang, because you're definitely going to be forgotten. Uh, even though your campaign is very memorable, uh, you singing Don't You Forget About Me, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. It was you funny. will be an also ram. I was uh, looking at that link you sent me. It's well, Oh, for, for that song that we just listened to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and somebody pointed out that the, uh, the song is Don't Forget About Me by Simple Minds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As he's singing to his crowd. Of right. Admirers. Oh, God. Uh, and the Yang Gang, hashtag Yang Gang, uh, is the most terrifying hive of villainy. Um, scum and villainy. Well, I wouldn't call him scum. Oh, so uh, not in the Cantina in Star Wars. Not Cantina in Star Damn. Wars. Also, I, I don't want to call them a hive uh, because the Kamala Harris fan group is called K Hive. K H. Capital K, capital H for Kamala Harris. Yeah. I-V-E. Um, that sounds like like a den of people who take like, horse tranquilizers. Yeah, ketamine, ketamine or something. Like, yeah. The K-Hive. The cult, the K-Hole. Yeah. The K-hole. You're not part of the K-Hive. It's so funny because like, they really think that there's nothing wrong with like the number of people that are shot by cops you know and uh and and that was kamala harris's uh response to it. there was there was a big brouhaha um where uh three different candidates biden kamala harris and uh bernie sanders were at a uh, historically black uh college or university um and uh they were asked the same question by the student you know if i were your son what would you tell me about how i should handle being pulled over by the police and biden was like well uh it wouldn't be a big deal because if you were my son you'd be white so don't worry about Did it he say that? yeah because oh. <laughs> biden is just i mean Jesus. he is a walking corpse is like everybody that's involved in the campaign should be tried for elder abuse uh it is tragic and also his his high polls are entirely based off of name recognition. The people that are saying, I'd vote for Biden, they're the people that are like don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're, really? they have, he was on my bumper sticker for Obama. Yeah, yeah, I have a bumper sticker for Obama and Biden, so he's probably good. Uh, all right, yeah, I'll vote for him. Um, but he he's doing so well in, uh, in polls, despite the fact that he's not doing well in general. Um, and the DNC knows this, and that's why they recently did a poll with Monmouth uh, that didn't have him on the poll, and instead had Hillary Clinton on the poll. Um, and so there was, there was a rumor, and it's still possible that Hillary Clinton might jump in, which would be weird. Fucking stop. Stupid. Yeah, don't. Uh, but also, fortunately, maybe it's heartening uh, on that poll, Bernie Sanders was clearly ahead. It was like he was 23 and Clinton was 10 under Warren at 13. So um, maybe maybe that gave her pause. Um, my theory is that she is uh, putting out feelers in order to scare the other centrists uh, into offering her like a position on their campaign. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, but heck, I mean, the other theory is there was a stop Bernie meeting with uh, Zerlina Maxwell, Neera Tandon, uh, Pete Buttigieg, and others. Neera Tandon runs the Center for American Progress, a uh, Democrat think tank funded by the Koch brothers. Uh, Koch brothers are major oil money, usually are all in for Republicans. But they also fund uh, Center for American Progress and Neera Tandon. Zerlina Maxwell is a friend of that third way movement um, in uh, MSNBC. Um, hates Bernie Sanders, always has guests on. It, she had a guest on that was like, I don't know what it is about Bernie Sanders, but he makes my skin crawl. It's like, okay, how is that? What are you talking about? As in like... It's because he's Jewish. See... Oh, yeah. Really? I mean, okay. that's that's the thing. You have like, uh, they'll mention like, he's the junior senator from Vermont. That's weird. You, no, really? Oh, yeah. Senator Tom Leahy uh, has been there for longer. He's the junior senator from Vermont. You know, it's like, what the fuck is going on here, yeah. guys? Yeah. Weird. You know, uh, he's I, so loud. I don't like his voice. You know, that's the, another thing they say. Huh. Something about him makes yeah, my skin crawl. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like slight, you know, they call it dog whistle. Um, but the people that, that hate him, that are always talking about like how he sucks, you know, um, that's the kind of language they use. And, uh, and yeah, there's this sense uh, there are these reports that the uh stop bernie movement um is nervous because biden is not doing well his polls are great but it's not going to sustain and and even they know it um and so they're they're wargaming well what if what if we get clinton to come in instead and that's what that's why that poll exists somebody had to commission that poll they they're not allowed to say but somebody did uh, and then Elizabeth Warren is there in case like they can't get somebody more conservative like Buttigieg or Kamala Harris. And but their their poll numbers are terrible. It's really funny. There was a recent New Hampshire poll had Bernie Sanders uh, first. Uh, CNN did five articles uh, where the headline on all five of those articles did not mention that Bernie Sanders was first. One of them the headline was that Pete Buttigieg had a, was in str- a strong fourth place. Strong fourth. Yeah. It's not, for context, you know, for those of us who know what a podium is, fourth <laughs> right. place is not on not the on, It's not on the stage. It doesn't exist. But also his strong fourth is not even in the teens. You know, it's yeah. like uh, with, with this many people on the, uh, you know, in the campaign, in the um, primary there's a shit ton of people in the primary. Uh, Marianne Williamson is still in it. You know, Yang is still in it. Um, Tulsi Gabbard is still in it. Um, mild props to her. Um, but then also a bunch of terrible people whose names I don't even remember. Like, is Tom Steyer still in it? Yeah, I guess he is. He sucks. Uh, and th- none of these people are going to get over, like, 1% ever. Uh, it, but they're still in it because, I don't know. It's stupid. They, they there, there are theories. One of them is that if uh, the the way the DNC rules are right now, if nobody gets over, I think it's fifteen percent in a primary, then um, 
in a state primary. Then Hillary Clinton wins. <laughs> well, that is one dark theory. Uh, but but there, then there is a um, a runoff where um, at large superdelegates can decide. And so yes, there is a path for victory for Hillary Clinton, who's not even in it right now, um, where she could be anointed by the party. Um, that would be so obviously a bad idea that hopefully they won't do that. But she ran in the first place and that was a bad idea. So, you know, who knows? They're, they're very dumb. That's the thing about the meritocracy is it doesn't exist. It's not real. The people that are, are that are in charge are not smart just because they're rich and in charge. Uh, most of the time they're just rich and in charge because they were born in the right zip code to the right family name. And that's mm-hmm. it. Um, that's again, failure of capitalism. Uh, but it, it, it sort of speaks to a repeat of 2016 where essentially there's a guy who is like the billionaires have too much fucking power. Uh, and the system is broken and we're not going to fix it by adding a law. You know, we need a little bit more than just like, a little bit of a tweak here and there. Um, actually more than just a little bit. And Elizabeth Warren is there to be like, well, I'm going to make it so that it's just a little bit. It's okay. And, uh, there's a few articles about how she's like sending letters, like handwritten notes to, um, DNC insiders and, uh, people in the media and being in, in business and being like, don't worry. Like it's fine. And, uh, people in wall street are Harry Reid, was it being interviewed? Uh, and he was like, you don't have to worry about her going too far uh, w- with regards to Medicare for all. You know, he kind of chuckled about it, like, you know, inside joke, you know, inside the beltway kind of humor. Like, yeah, she says that she's going to do this, but we know it's fine. She has 80 billionaires who have donated to her campaign. Mm-hmm. Within the 208,000, was it 203,000 um, maximum but still, it's like you can look at who has donated and, uh, and you know, 80 billionaires have donated to that and three billionaires have uh, endorsed her. No billionaires have donated to Bernie or endorsed Bernie. Um, yeah, because like he's actually coming for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually going to fight for us. That's my take. Uh, I, I have friends who are more to the left of me, which... I love. I love that that's a thing. I'm really happy to feel like I'm in the center, actually. I'm a centrist. Uh, anybody to the right of me, uh, the farther, if, if you're like a Republican, like you're basically off the deep end. Um, but like, I, yeah, I got people to the left of me and they're like, no, Bernie is a liberal and voting for him is a vote for the system that created the system that we're in. It's like, okay, that's, that's fair. Yeah, I have people who, well, I could think of one person specifically mm-hmm. who would say that. And I appreciate that line uh, because it's like, uh, in, in a Bernie administration, I want to be fighting him. I want to be fighting him for, I don't know, free, unlimited Wi-Fi. I just made that up. I don't know. Yeah. But, unlimited I mean, WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We will flip cars. We will, I will. Lebanon, I will. we stand with you in solidarity. We, sign, we do stand with you. Oh god! <laughs> but I uh, know this, uh, this is a baby lemonade stand podcast. Uh, we're, in, we're in our baby stage, or our babyest stage. 
Uh, but, uh, but those of you hearing this now are part of the chosen few. And uh, I appreciate you, and I treasure you, and I look forward to seeing you in, in the future. Um, thank you for listening to Left in the List, and see you next time. Next time. So, like, yeah, I, uh, this is 80s, late 80s, because born in early 80s. A, ladies, 80s. Uh, also, my birth last name was Lady. So, you, you said 80s Lady, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, your, your surname was Lady. Right, so my name would be Christian Lady. Really? What changed? Um... Things, <laughs> yeah. Namely, your name. Uh, I I like to be a little bit more mysterious, and uh, and just so everyone knows, my name is Christian Matson, and you're listening to Left on the List, uh, featuring Christian Matson and the person that's calling right now, who's my wife. Oh, featuring Christian's wife. Hello. Uh. Hey. Yeah, all day. Oh no! All right, sorry. Uh, I'm gonna watch the Blazers game and talk to you later when you're done. Oh, cool! I love you. I'll talk to you later. All right. <clears throat> Blazers. Wait, wasn't she watching a Blazers game last Wednesday? Dude, she watches Blazers games all the time. Are they frequently on Wednesdays? I feel like a bad Portlander for not. Doing that. <sighs> yeah. I, well, sometimes they're on Tuesdays. So you never know. Yeah. Um, okay. it's kind of like. I mean, maybe we could change the day that we do this. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. it's not important. It's cool, like it's if, like some fun because like it's fun. Yeah, and and like if you, it's a thing that we as a society can like just as a people like just enjoy a fun, stupid thing together, and and say like, hey, did you see the game last night? And yeah. somebody be like, yeah, I did. Like, it's like it, I want to watch a bunch of hyper athletic people just kill it at a sport, just like way better than I ever could. You know. Just make millions of dollars I want for to, fun. I want to watch them and just like think about how much money they're making constantly, and just like ruin the game for myself and just think <laughs> about how poor I am. I, I think I do that all the time. That's what I love. That thank you. You're you're on uh, same wavelength there. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Before I was rudely interrupted um, by my lovely wife, uh, I was going to tell a story about how. Right, I think it's possible that I have lead poisoning. Yeah, uh, which is crazy. As a child, because but like mild, you know, but still like any amount is not good. Uh, because uh, I was really young, and I remember vividly. There's this car, and this is like probably like eighty six. Uh, that would have been four. Eighty seven. You know, it's it's like a, not a clear memory, but it's definitely like. A memory I had this and and, yeah. and I remember a family it's at a gas station like getting things from the mini mart whatever and uh, I remember like walking past a car that was idling and smelling the fumes and being like 
This feels pretty cool. I like that. You know, and just kind of standing there and just taking it in. And like how long? Do you know? Uh, not a crazy amount of time. I like. I'm sure my mom was like, "What the fuck? Like, grab me? Yeah, you can't stand there and cloud of smog." Um, but then, I, I didn't think about it for a long time. Then I learned about um, leaded gasoline, mm-hmm. and I don't like. We didn't have leaded gasoline anymore back then. I'm pretty sure by then. But also, like, uh, it looked like an old car. You know, like uh, maybe they had leaded gasoline at a time, and do you think maybe like lead deposits were in like the gas tank or like the exhaust or something. I I expect so, yeah, because yeah. it it the there's always gonna be a little bit. I mean, maybe maybe I'm just fretting about. Uh, yeah, maybe it was not even enough to. Maybe it's like a homeopathic there. amount, you know, right? Like, which would make it even stronger, according to homeopathy, you know, right. Right. Yeah. You make a good point. <laughs> but uh, technically, it needs to be in water in order for it to count. Um, <laughs> to be homeopathic or does it make you ill? Oh, well, no. I mean, it, it, it to be homeopathic, uh, you have to have a particle that is in water and then have that water touch some other water for it to be um, distilled one time. It just still isn't the right word. Um, and, and things are more... Uh, they say uh, more potent the more removed it is from that first I use the word distilling it's not the right word but uh, so they take that water like a, like and then diluting. they yeah diluting yeah, yeah. Dilu- diluting um, so diluting. it's like so something's like diluted like seven times and they're like this is the strongest shit we have and it's like well great give me all of it I'll take it all and I won't die because it's not fucking strong fuck you yeah homeopathics are bunk um, sorry. I had a girl who wanted to go into homeopathic medicine. I don't know if she ever did, uh, but I was. It was like the thing about her that made me like raise my eyebrows the most. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I don't know enough about this field to completely discount it. Sure. Well, they I, got this thing w- about how memory has wa- uh, no water has memory, and one of the def- like seminal um, r- pieces of research that. St- me suggest that um it's totally bad science it's not reproducible mm-hmm. uh they they took um pictures with like filters of um water that had certain words uh written on the uh glass that they were in uh and and then um, like on like the bottom like side of a container yeah and then like used uh and then like froze them in the way they crystallized like uh ugly words they crystallize in an ugly way and it's like okay cool but also if you try and reproduce this it's clear that it's random because ice doesn't actually know english uh water doesn't have a memory um, it's a fun idea, um, but I don't want to shit on homeopathics too much because they're just trying to do a good thing. Um, I'm, I'm glad they're to. out there. Yeah, I, I, it's it's. Uh, also, I don't know that many people that are like really seriously into it. I know people that like are like, oh, maybe it works. Somebody said it might. You know, I I know the really serious people are out there, and and they need to really think about things. That's you know, what it might do. be conflating is homeopathic medicine and and uh naturopathic 
That is, is there is a difference. Um, it's like uh, Native Americans were eating bark or not eating, like chewing the bark off of the aspen tree, mm-hmm. and um, and like the first people, the first uh, uh, colonizers that that saw them doing that, um, probably knowing how colonizers are, like talk shit about them. Like yeah. stupid bark eating people, yeah. Right, what yeah. the fuck? Um, but then, uh, lo and behold, like that's how you make aspirin. Um, and yeah. they're they're. Well, I mean, you look at the history of modern medicine. It comes from people taking weird leaves and like plants, and like you know, sure. digesting them. Yeah. In various methods, like tobacco or like weed. Somebody took some flowers off a plant and rolled mm. it up. This shit does weird things to my brain. It's like that's med- like just how medicine worked. You know? Yeah, so yeah, trial and error, yeah. like figuring it yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Steve died today. Mm-hmm. Maybe we shouldn't eat that berry. Yeah. So, so like Chinese medicine and uh, even acupuncture. I'm like, there are studies that acupuncture does help with certain things. Right. Um, and we don't really f- know how it works, but like at a certain point, you know, if it is kind of working for some people enough like we got to take it uh and but also like uh we uh, in the west western thinking in in the the colonial empire um uh have a, a really bad history of um miss uh of underestimating um uh non first medicine. first nations uh right. also like there's this really great story about um, this uh, expedition that was lost in the Arctic um, for like a hundred years, and um, and even back in the day when explorers were looking for them, uh, they they would run into the native people there, uh, and they'd be like, "Oh, we know where he is," uh, and they'd be like, "Yeah, right, whatever." Like he's been missing for so long. There's no way that you know. Um, but then, like, finally, some um, uh, sociologist went and, like, talked to these people to record their, like, folklore. And they kept telling these the story that was, like, um, pretty specific. Like, he walked, like, this far for this long to this place. And, like, these things happened. And they tried to help him. And they tried to tell him not to go farther. And then he did. And... Uh, and he probably died like right around there. And so this guy was like, huh? And, he, and he, then he checked it out. He was like, and he went to that place and was like, lo and behold, there is this long lost thing. And it's kind yeah. of like, uh, it's, I, I think a great story about how uh, we as a culture have discounted just everything that they've said for so long. Um, so yeah, I, I, the ancient Chinese medicine and the naturopathic medicine and stuff like that. I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Even in Portland, there's quite a few naturopathic practices. We've got like an Oregon College of Natural Naturopathy. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And uh, I mean, speak, I know a friend. That, I know somebody that graduated from there. And it, um, I, I don't know enough about that. It's, I mean, the difference between that though, it's like, if you take, uh like a box of a homeopathic medicine, nothing's going to happen. Um, 
I got really mad because I was getting, I was coming down with something. I was feeling sick and I wanted to buy zinc. I had this idea, like if I ingest zinc, that'll help me, you know, and I wanted like all these vitamins because I really didn't want to be sick. Uh, and I go to this place and store Fred Meyer sucks. <laughs> Never go there. And, uh, I go there all the time. I know. Yeah. We live in Oregon. We have to, um, West coast Kroger for anybody not. On oh yeah. Coast. No, there's nothing else like it, uh, in Oregon. Um, they have everything. They're like a mini mall, but with a focus on groceries. Well, there's like Walmart here. They're like, they have, Oh yeah. There's Walmart. Yeah. yeah but I mean, it was like Kmart. They don't have groceries, do they? Uh, I mean, they're just not good. Like, Fred Meyer's groceries, like, mm, you know it's going to be okay. You know? <laughs> mm, mm, that good, mm, okay. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, what was I talking about? I forgot. Oh, yeah. I don't even want to talk about this. Never mind. Well, the, the thing is, I'm uh, homeopathic. You yeah, so I, 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 I bought this, like, uh, yeah. homeopathic zinc. And I didn't know it was homeopathic. I just, it's just a it just zinc. Said zinc. And you're like, I want it. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought it and like, I take it home, like, and it was like seven bucks too. I'm like, God damn, motherfucking shit. Like, that's not bad for a supplement. Yeah, but it, it, well, seven bucks is great for a supplement. It's but fantastic. It, if it but works. it was, it, it wasn't though a right. supplement. It was homeopathic. So I just ate the whole thing. Uh-huh. Like, because it, every one of those tablets only had, water in it that had touched zinc yeah you know so it's like, like there was no zinc. zinc out or whatever essentially uh, yeah yeah so it, um don't want this to be an anti-homeopathic podcast all the fuck homeopathics basically that could be the fun part um so uh welcome to left on the list podcast uh featuring uh many people um really you the listener it's featuring you this is for you. This podcast is for you. Um, but also me. Ah, my name is Christian Madsen. And I'm glad you're here today uh, with my uh, chief sound engineer, Peter. His name's Peter. Last name Sanchez, I think. I don't know. Yeah. It is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, do you like Pete Buttigieg more because you guys both have the same first name? Um, no. Do you hate him because of that? No, I'd say the name is a pretty neutral indicator of my feelings towards him. Uh, I I don't know what it's like to have a different name. I have my name. When people are named Christian, yeah, like it it, it piques my attention. Yeah, you know. Well, like we know some good Christians, especially there's some like pretty good looking Christians in Hollywood right now. Thank you. Oh right, yeah, Christian Chris, Slater, Chris Pratt. Um, is this full? Hemsworth. Is Chris Pratt's Pratt's full name Christian? I mean, what else would it be? Uh, Christopher. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's the more common uh, one, be. actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Mm. I'm glad to teach you the secrets of the word, uh, the name Chris. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know what? I have to fact check myself. Chris Pat's uh, Chris is full f- uh, short for Cristobal. Cristobal. Hey Siri, <laughs> look up Cristobal Pratt. <laughs> I was kidding. Oh, I thought she was going to say more. Tristan Pratt. I don't know who that is. Huh. <laughs> Chris okay. Pratt. Hey, Siri, look up Chris Pratt. Here's what I found. Christopher Michael Pratt. Okay, well, uh, hey, Siri, look up Chris Hemsworth. Christopher Hemsworth, I betcha. Here's what I found. It's mm. like Chris 
Helms naked. Well, the very first thing thirty enough results. Was about, yeah, that would be a common search, wouldn't it? No, the the first result was something about him kissing his wife, which is That's like sweet, sort of wholesome, I guess. Yeah. But not relevant to my search. Christopher goddamn Hemsworth. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the other thing. Is Wait, who so said Christian Slater? Yeah, Christian Slater is the one that is you know, known for being named Christian. Gotcha. Not quite as attractive as Chris Hemsworth, apparently. Well, not anymore. I mean, he was okay. he had a he had a time. Well, what about uh, Christian Bale? Everybody's favorite. Oh, right. I forgot about that guy. Character in America. <laughs> I like Christian Slater more than Christian Bale. I would like to see Christian Slater fight Christian Bale. Mm. Um, like Christian Bale definitely has like the strength and the um, um, like method for fighting that, and Christian Bale certainly doesn't have that. Um, I feel like he's got. I mean, the I mean, Christian um, Slater doesn't doesn't have oh, that. Okay. But but Christian Slater, uh, you know, he he uh, he's not an asshole, um, and he hasn't been as like like raw raw fame uh for as long so i think he's probably scrappier and will uh would like plan for the fight a little bit more he would so, like bring a switchblade just in case yeah in so in this in this kind of uh oh yeah definitely he's definitely a switchblade kind of guy too oh, okay uh, i think i know enough about him you know uh, the more you learn the more you love him I just made that up. I don't know anything about him, but uh, he, I, you definitely get the sense it would be like a Batman versus Superman sort of thing. Like if if it was just like I punch heard that versus movie punch, was awful. Uh, it was so awful that it actually was cool. Uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the extended cut. Yeah. Um, this is director's cut that are the actual fans are like, no, this is this is what you need to see. But also, poor Ben Affleck, like he, you Tried. could. <laughs> There, there are like so many videos of him after filming that where he looks so sad. Yeah. Cause he, and then there all the captions were like, "Shit, like why didn't I? I got into Batman, but then it wasn't Christopher Nolan that was directing. It was uh, this bullshit. Too late. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, he was really excited, but like he was kind of he was kind of robbed. Well, he should have known that Christopher Nolan wasn't gonna make a fourth Batman. Well, I, I mean, he could have, but also it's like he. Also, but, they could have uh, picked a different director that was also good. Right. But instead they picked whoever it was, and it was dumb. And he knew it was dumb. You could see it in his face. Like, he did the, like, right. interview circuit, and they're like, so um, like, what do you think about it? And he, was, and he looks, like, drunk and, like, haggard. He's like, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. He had that to be there. Um, Maybe he was thinking, I could have made Argo 2. <laughs> Argo two would have done way better. I I actually I liked Argo, um, and and the, he also was in that uh, Gone Girl movie, and I kind of like oh. that. Yeah, um, it's a it's a pretty popular book, and I haven't indulged myself in either. I don't I don't read books anymore, and I have too much to do on Twitter. Um, I'm really into that Twitter shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, down with that that tweet, dude. Like game. it. It really, really massages some uh, addiction centers, um, some OCD centers, and uh, also like if you're ever feeling like uh, you, you know, you wish that more people appreciated you, like just get on Twitter, man. Get those retweets. Yeah, get those retweets. Yeah. Get those hearts. Well, um. 
yeah, I, I, I'm glad we took a break for a second because I'm not very organized and I really wish I was, but one of the things I wanted to mention that's connected to this is uh, prisoner, prison reform in general, criminal justice reform, um, and Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was the chief prosecutor, attorney general, top cop, something, one of those things. Top cop. Top cop. Uh, that's the, that's actually how she referred to herself. Top cop. Top cop. Uh, and, but it's true. I mean, she did refer to herself as a top cop, uh, and that's troublesome because cops aren't good. Uh, and uh, uh, I feel bad. Uh, last episode being like Hindu isn't necessarily good. You know, it's like, well, yeah, okay, it, it, my bad. Like it, it's just religion, like any others. And my what I was trying to say back then. Actually, edit this out. Like, I don't want to talk about that ever again. Well, what you, <laughs> what I see, what you're saying. You're saying uh, it's not exempt from from evil just because. Right, right. They are people, and just because they uh, they they are kind to cows doesn't mean that they also uh, can't or won't or are immune to um, massacring a thousand Muslims with swords. You know, not that it happens every day, you know, but it did happen. Um, well, anyway, Kamala Harris uh, is a top cop. Uh, and she, while she was uh, in California, um, I'm pretty sure it was attorney general, um, was uh, uh, advocated against things that got people out of prison. Uh, there was actually a dramatic case where a guy got uh, new evidence that totally exonerated him uh, that, that showed that he was factually innocent and she fought to prevent that in, that evidence from being admitted uh, so she she actively fought to prevent this guy from getting out of prison mm-hmm. prison's bad uh, there's this uh, Russian woman that's uh, uh, was arrested and was in prison because she was spying um and uh, and she's going around on RT, Russia Today, um, television, and talking about how bad prisons are. And, and liberals are like, look at this propaganda. <laughs> but then people that were actually in prison, it's like, no, it's really that bad, guys. Like, it's really so bad that somebody that doesn't know better, who just assumes that all Russians are lying all the time, would be like, oh, well, surely it's not that bad. Surely we're a just society, um, but we're not. It's total lie. Uh, any Anytime you hear about how nice it is in prison, it's propaganda. Uh, and who? how often do you hear that? Well, I mean, uh, or, Orange is the New Black doesn't seem that bad. You know, it's like you could I've also there. heard a few phrases kind of float around about like, you know, the the luxuries that prisoners get. Like, oh, God. Like, they get like television or like three hots in a cot you know yeah, they can watch like, tv yeah they get to exercise and all day you know they can just read they do, like oh the things that keep them at bare minimum from losing their minds mm. essentially is what it is well the fun thing too in that is that the things that we think about uh that romanticize prison like oh i could finish my novel you know yeah. <laughs> right. uh those are things that we imagine that prison would free us from as far as what what we could be how we could be freed from capitalism 
oh, the time to work on something for myself. You know, I don't have to work 40 hours a day and commute 10 hours uh, or 40 hours a week. You know, I, 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 I live where I work. That sounds refreshing, you know. I get fed. Yeah. yeah. Some, I, I don't have to go and buy food. They just give it to me. Fantastic. You know, um, but but actually to make up for that, it's uh, quite terribly abusive um, and uh, terrifying. I don't have stats right now, uh, but uh, like the incidence of rate uh, of rape uh, it goes up just extraordinarily. It's something outrageous, like a thousand percent. Um and uh and that's yeah including prison guards but also uh prisoners and then there is there was a prison uh recently i think was also in california uh where the guards were uh they had a gladiator program uh where they it was informal um but that's how they referred to it how informal can you get with gladiators uh, well, it was, I mean, it's informal cause it's like, it's not like a, not like a state official, right? Yeah. But, uh, it, but it was like the guards were like, this guy hates that guy. Um, we're going to put them in the same room together. We're going to lock the doors and a bunch of people are going to watch and then they're going to fight and whoever wins, you know, like, Lives. well, uh, we, we're going to bet on them. So they were betting on, I mean, they're cockfighting with prisoners. Yeah, with human beings. Yeah, with human beings. Right. It is sickening. Um, so it makes me actually quite angry that uh, liberals um, balk at the idea of prison reform package that includes uh, reinforcing the idea of the universal right to vote. Um, because prisoners... Um, pr- prisons are disproportionately in rural communities because of not in my backyardism, mm-hmm. NIMBYism. Nobody wants to house the prisons, so they always go to like the poorest communities. Um, they usually go into the south. The worst prisons are in the south. The biggest prisons are in the south. Um, and uh, but the best part is they are uh, counted in the census. So these people that aren't allowed to vote are counted in the census. The other thing that's really great, uh, an example is San Francisco, where the greatest uh, racial disparity is evident. Uh, San Francisco, uh, black people make up 5% of the population and half of the prison population. Um, But black people and white people are categorically committing the same crimes at the same rates. Uh, you 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 will have to adjust for wealth, um, because it's like that changes the crime involved. But uh, and minorities in this country are disproportionately disproportionately less uh, advantaged. Uh, but uh, but fifty percent from five percent that is huge. Uh, and so you get this sense. It's like okay, we we all learn about civil war in in high school. Uh, middle school um, and you know we hear about how uh, it was messed up that black people were only only counted as three-fifths of person in uh, the census uh, as a compromise because they were slaves um, well the people in our prisons are slaves and uh, in 20 
eight states or 22 states, they can't vote uh, while they're in prison. Um, you know, in, in capitalism, you, you have the right to, if you have a job and you, you don't like your job, you can like move to a different state. You know, you could do the same job some other place or you can get a different job. Like you don't really have that kind of freedom in prisons. And, and then we say like, well, they did, they did something bad. So they deserve to have some rights taken away. But then also you have like the Innocence Project finding that people who are being executed where the state is supposed to have no doubt at all are being uh, found to be innocent after their executions. That is... Heartbreaking. Dude, yeah. Anybody that hears that should choke a little bit or be in disbelief and I understand that disbelief but look that shit up like look up the innocence project it is bad news the prison system in the United States uh, is super bad Uh, we have more prisoners in the United States than any other country in the world and but uh, we talked about uh, the numbers of people that there are in different countries uh, last episode Um, and yeah 1.6 billion people in prisons in America which is the same number of people in China. <laughs> it's a lot of people. I mean, it's it's just messed up, and there's no way to look at that and not say, well, well, um, the the power of the state to take freedom from people is is too great, and it's used wantonly. It's used politically. It's used to uh, punish certain populations simply because they are those populations. It's uh, it's. It's an affront to uh, justice and uh, humanity. Um, yeah, a couple things I'm interested yeah. about following up on there and subscribe with content. Mm-hmm. We should have like a little alert, like da 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 da. Subscribe. No, maybe not that. But subscribe now to get this extra content. Get this shit. <laughs> Just like really like roidy dudes just screaming like. Wah! And now it's time for the subscribe with content. Get this shit. Uh, no, none of that's going to make it in this podcast. But <laughs> I'm disappointed. A couple, a couple of things that I'm interested in knowing more about was, first of all, I was wondering where or what the name of the prison was that you... Oh, where the studied. gladiators were? Yeah, the gladiator mm, yeah. fights. That's if you, if you Google uh, gladiator prison... Uh, or prison gladiator fights. Yeah. Like, that that pops up. It looks like, doing a quick Google search, uh, it's a California prison mm-hmm. was accused of setting up gladiator fights. I am on a website called prisoninsider.com. Let's go on. I have never heard of before, but I'm on this website, so there's something to fact check. Um, and it looks like the name of the prison... Kamala Harris's Fun Time Den. Kamala Harris's Top Cop Shop. It says California State Prison in Kukoran. I, I don't know where that is. Uh, it doesn't ring a bell. Nobody knows. It's forgotten knowledge. I guess it doesn't have a, uh, like a, a fancy name. It's just the, mm. the state prison in Kukoran. Sounds right. Um... Yeah, so uh, I wanted to talk about Kamala Harris because she, as a top cop, God, I mean, I hope that nobody here is listening right now uh, thinking about voting for Kamala Harris. She's at like zero-ish in the polls, maybe 5% in the polls. Um, 
and uh yeah she had uh, a i always forget that people don't know everything that i know um so like maybe somebody's like well but she seems nice and it's like yeah she's probably nice when you hang out with her but uh while she was the ag she um implemented a uh um a rule about tardiness at school if you were a student and you were tardy you were late to school three times or if you missed school three times I think that was if you missed school three times then the parents could go to jail hmm. and i mean you can instantly see how this is a bad idea like- a worse amplified version of three strikes. I mean, I wasn't a great kid. I was pretty good, but I did skip school occasionally. Yeah. Uh, and how shitty would it be have been if like my parents went to jail because yeah. of that? I don't think I'm like a delinquent citizen. <laughs> um, and I did graduate from university. I got a degree, but I'm pretty sure my parents would be in prison right now <laughs> if that law Ultra Max. Was, Ultra Max in prison. Solitary. Solitary. If that law wasn't No, I didn't skip that much in in high school, but I mm-hmm. but I did like miss days. But the thing you know? the the stories that are out there about parents where it's like they they got a traffic ticket so they had to go to court and and then because they had to go to court, like they couldn't drive their kid to school. But if they didn't go to court, then they go to prison because mm-hmm. they're on probation. Right. You know, so it's like, well, but if I go to prison, then I lose my kid, you know, so screwed both ways. Right. So then they like this in this one case, like she loses her driver's license. Um, so she or no, no there's another case like the, the the car broke down, you know, like couldn't afford a new car you know the the thing is it's it's essentially it's it's a fuck barrel that's that's uh to coin a term not not coining a term it's a term that uh john uh john oliver john oliver yeah yeah john oliver uses term fuck barrel um yeah it's it's a fuck barrel situation you're already super poor you're already like struggling to just survive and take care of like a kid and then uh, the cops come and they're like, your kid missed missed school. And it's like, well, they were sick or like I was sick or the car was broken down. And like, I'm in a rural community. I can't I can't get there. You know, and they're like, well, you can go to jail or you can take a class. And if you don't take the class then you go to jail and we could take the kids away if you go to jail. It's like you got to go to this class. Well, I have to work and like tough. You know, you have to or you go to jail. So, OK, I lose my job. And now I don't have a car. Like it, it's a terrible idea. It, there's no rational way to look at this idea, um, unless you take all the humanity out of it. And if you take all the humanity out of it, then Kamala Harris, she's happy to brag about it. She's like, yeah, I made it so that more students were going to school, and that's good because uh, the more students are present at school, the more the higher the attendance levels are, the better they succeed in life. It's like that sounds great um as long as there's no humanity in it uh and that's that's just how kamala harris is uh yeah she fought to keep um not just that one guy in jail who had exonerating evidence i'll 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 try and find the show notes uh in the show notes i'll put where that is in case anybody cares 
Um, but also uh, there were laws that were proposed in California that would um, decrease the prison population that she fought because in her argument was we don't want to decrease the prison population in California because we need them as reserve firefighters. Hmm. Um, so coming, coming back to the, the slavery thing, it's like we need to keep them on hand because we as a society understand the benefit of having a reverse uh, reserve uh, workforce. Uh, but what we could have as a reserve workforce in people who are paid to live, who have enough money to live from the state and then are there in the case of this kind of emergency. Instead of that, instead we um, have people that are fighting to survive in heinous uh, situations where they're charged to live. Uh, if they want ramen, you know, they, they got to pay the commissary. And when they're working, fighting fires, uh, every day they're out uh, and fire watch, they get $5.12. And every day in which they're actively fighting a fire, they get addition to that a dollar an hour. So, you know, the most you can make in a day is like 15 bucks. Uh, fighting fires, saving lives, getting terribly burned. They don't have the best equipment. Uh, they have the best equipment, equipment that California can buy 2,000 of uh, in a pinch. And they they like are saving lives they're they're moving bodies out of uh burned down buildings like this this is the sort of thing where we we should be taking care of these people but when they get out they have a permanent record uh, it's harder for them to get a job and they could have fought hell of fires doesn't matter that experience not helpful to them they're not allowed to be firefighters so the one thing that they're doing you know so like why do they do it for so little money it's like, well, they get to be outside, but also like when you interview these people, well, I mean, I don't interview them, but I mean, when real well, actually, them, when you interview yeah. them and when the, uh, the universal you interviews these people, uh, you know, one of the things that they say, I mean, they talk about how it's a desirable program. It does shave a day or so here and there off of their, um, your sense. Yeah. yeah. It's like literally a day. Um, but great, you know, cool. But also it's like, they are mostly from California and these are their communities. They, they want to to burn. Yeah. They don't want yeah. their state to burn. They feel like they're really doing something. They're really participating and being a part of the society that has really fucked them up. Uh, capitalism uh, and the intense poverty that these people are put in and uh, the, the hard scrabble life that, uh, that they're in. They still want to be a part of their society. That makes me um, <clears throat> think about the the second thing I wanted to mention. It's not so much like a question; it's kind of just like a, a parallel thought to to all this talk about prisons and and the the parallels to slavery and and cheap labor uh, and the inability to like move jobs and whatever, which mm, like, tied mm -hmm. into the firefighting. Uh, is that there's that documentary on Netflix, Thirteenth? I think it won some awards um, for its its filmmaking. I don't know if you've seen it. It's about how uh, slavery just kind of shifted hands mm. after its abolition. 13th Amendment. Yep. Yeah. And then it kind of just m moved into the, the prison system and right. now there's like unpaid labor or like extremely low wage labor. Yeah, like, like three cents a unit. 
you know, right. illegal practices that are illegal anywhere else in the yeah. world, but then they can have a made in America tag on it. Right. Um, and then they can, they can market it as made in America, but it's made by prisoners. Yeah. And it's also, it shows how, um, because it's about the 13th amendment and like black people and how they're disproportionately put in prisons, which you also mentioned, it, uh, kind of shows the systems that enable that and, and fuel the further prisoning of African-American citizens and anybody who hasn't watched it it's a really it's like a super good watch I recommend it it's anybody. called uh, 13th mm-hmm. 13th yep legit it sounds good I'll check that out find me on Twitter get on that Twitter you know follow me on Twitter and um and fight me <laughs> fight me if you, if you don't like what I said today, then uh, get on that shit and um, and let's see. You know, let's see. Um, I'm happy to engage with you. I might, because I'm also a coward, just block you. Uh, so you better come at me in a way that's engaging and fun. Huh. Uh, at least as engaging and fun as I am. Hopefully, hopefully that engagingness was captured today. Didn't have a lot of fun, uh, like fun chat today. Like I had fun. Did. We had zero fun today on the show. Oh, damn. I mean, I had a lot of fun. But, I mean, it's, had, it was a fun you, chat. The you know? chief sound engineer has a meter. <laughs> I have it on my wall. It's a fun wah, meter. Wah. And it's, it's reaching negative one now. Negative one. No fun. It's like a thermometer for fun. Yeah. Meanwhile, I've had four meters. Yeah, so. maybe, you know, fun is it's perspective dependent. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure you at least enjoyed vicariously watching me drink four beers. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff.